I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's level one adult and pediatric trauma center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Danny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare, with more Healthy Matters. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Healthy Matters. Your input always welcome by phone and by text. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Your host, Dr. David Hilden, is back in studio on this uh, nice morning. It's a nice Sunday morning. Good morning, Danny. How are you doing? Doing well. You had a good week? I did have a good week. I must not be having a good morning. I've got a little tickle in my We're throat We're all kind there. of... Uh, oh, good grief. Happy New Year to everybody, and thank you for listening. You know, it was about 10-some years ago... I was minding my own business. I was <laughs> seeing patients in the clinic, and one of my friends, a couple of my friends said, why don't you try out this radio thing that was 11 years ago, and today we are launching our 11th year on the air of this show, and thanks, Denny, for you for showing me oh, what for, to do. No, I, you, you've done it all yourself, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's still hard for me to believe it's been over 10 years. It's been over 10 years. It's really hard for me to believe because when I went to med school, I, I never thought I'd be uh, getting the chance. It's really getting the privilege to talk to people from the upper Midwest and all over the world um, every Sunday. Morning. We have great listeners, as you've learned. We have, we have the yeah. best listeners. I yeah. think there's been thousands and thousands of phone calls. There have been over 500 shows. I think this would, well, if it's 11 years, that would make it the 521st show. And so I really, really appreciate everybody for listening. I appreciate you, uh, Danny, and all the gang here at WCCO. And I appreciate my colleagues at Hennepin who have been coming every Sunday morning to help me out because there's a whole lot that I don't know. And so today is no exception. I have two colleagues who are going to be on the show with me this morning to Excellent. talk about physical therapy. Perfect. Let me give the you're going to be introducing your guests. Let me give you the phone number and the text number. 651-989-9226. Uh, we've cleared the lines. And if you want to send a text, if that's easier, 81807. 81807. So my guests today are two doctors of physical therapy. The first one I'll introduce is Dr. Beth Stagora. She uh, specializes in women's health physical therapy, and I'll let her tell us a little bit more about that. She received her bachelor's degree in psychology and pre-physical therapy with a sports medicine minor. That is a lot of training. And her doctorate from the University of Southern California, fight on. Uh, I know the slogan for for USC because my hoodlum child just graduated from there. Beth, welcome to the show today. Thank you, and congratulations on 11 years. That's so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me about your practice. Now, you're a doctor of physical therapy, and you do women's um, uh, therapies? Yeah. So I initially got into physical therapy. I graduated about nine or 10 years ago, and yeah, fight on Trojans. There you go. It's a little USC shout little out today. There. 
And um, I started head up in healthcare shortly after I graduated, and I was working in orthopedics. And so working with mostly knee pain, joint replacements, things like that. And then as time evolved and after I had my own children, I realized the significant impact that raising and having children has on your body. And so I started to pursue more classes in women's health, which is a growing, growing um, area of physical therapy. And so I started with some pregnancy classes and postpartum classes there. And now it's expanded into pelvic work and pelvic pain and incontinence and things like that. So that's primarily what my caseload has shifted to now is probably 80% women's health and still 20% orthopedics. There's probably a whole bunch of um, people out there, I'll particularly focus on women right now, are going, yep, that's me. I, I, I can relate to that. I have issues with that. So if you are one of those people and want to talk to an expert in women's physical therapy, um, uh, you might want to give us a call with your text, uh, with your questions. Let me introduce my other guest here before we dive into the topic a little bit more. I have Dr. Kelly Retman. Her clinical experience includes orthopedics and sports medicine. She has a sub-practice, I think, in pediatric care that I can t- ask her to talk about. She has a doctorate of physical therapy from the University of Minnesota. All right, go Gophers. That's my actual school, not my kid's school. And a Bachelor of Applied Science and Exercise Science from the University of Minnesota up in Duluth. Um, Kelly, welcome to the show. Tell me about how. Tell me about your practice, if you could. So, uh, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I practice primarily in orthopedics. I think about eighty percent of my caseload is orthopedics, and twenty uh, percent maybe pediatrics. And that's been growing over the past few years. I've been with Hennepin Health for five and a half years now. Um, I started right out of uh, graduate school. I graduated in 2013. So, tell me about what what it, what a physical therapist training is like. Um, you're you have both are doctors of physical therapy. So, Kelly, maybe you can start us off. What kind of training do you have to Absolutely. do? Um, graduate school consists of three full years of um, advanced classes. We do all of our programs in the United States now are doctorate programs. So, um, most of the the therapists that we work with have doctorate degrees um, that we do a lot of training to try and um, diagnose and um, look for red flags, really, so that we can um, better treat our patients and refer back to um, pre- uh, specific providers if we need to. So before we went on the air, um, uh, one or the other of you were telling me about the relationship between a patient and their physical therapist, which is something as a primary care and an acute care doctor, I hadn't thought about as much, but that one really struck me as um, but people can have a relationship with a physical therapist over time and how important that is if you need um, your services to not just go one and done and then you never see someone again. Beth, I think you were saying something about that. So, you know, I think everybody here probably has a dentist or, you know, your doctor that you go to or even your car mechanic that you go to. And you begin to build a relationship with that person over time. And the body is really important, obviously. And so having a physical therapist that you trust over time is an important relationship to build. And so you could go see that physical therapist to get established for a certain problem. But then, you know, maybe you go in once a year to get a tune-up, just like you would tune up your car. So I don't know where to go to see one. I'm speaking on behalf of a whole lot of listeners. Around. I don't know where to go to do that. I, you know, um, 
Um, I, I'm going to just give a teeny little plug right here and now. If you are in the Minneapolis area or in the metro area, I can tell you where to go find a good physical therapist. At our clinic and specialty center, we have the most, I'd say, the upper Midwest most state-of-the-art physical therapy facility. Um, it is as good as it gets. Um, it's uh, right here in downtown Minneapolis in one of the metro area's most beautiful new medical facilities. But more importantly than a beautiful facility, we have a great staff of physical therapists to see you. So could you, one of, one of, either one of you, tell me a little bit about your practice. What kinds of things are seen at Hennepin's physical therapy department downtown? So there are a huge variety of impairments and uh, diagnoses that we see in our clinic. And we have a variety of different specialists, Beth included being a women's health specialist. We also have um, different vestibular specialists, neurologic specialists that um, see post-stroke, spinal cord injury, TBIs. Um, We have two therapists that specialize in lymphedema treatment. So if you don't know what that is, that's um, type of swelling. Um, pediatrics, um, for the majority of our, of our therapists treat just orthopedic injuries, which... Is that can, kind of the biggest part, is orthopedic things, your bones yeah. and joints and the yeah. like? Yeah, so that could vary anywhere from just minor sprains and strains to post-op care after a total joint replacement or rotator cuff repair or, you know, just your general chronic back pain. We see a lot of those patients as well. You said two words that I hear on this radio show, almost as many as anything others, is rotator and cuff. I hear about that a lot over the 11 years on our air here. People are asking... A lot about their rotator cuffs. So, um, well, great. That's uh, It's good to hear um, about the broad range of services. If you are interested, listeners, in seeing any of our physical therapists, I'm going to give you the number now, but I encourage you to go get a pencil and write it down. Um, I will do it uh, again later in the show. But if you want to get a hold of our physical therapy department, you just call us up at 612-873-6963 is our main connection center and say, I want to be connected to the physical therapy department. That's 612-873-6963. Another great way to go. All the cool kids are doing it now is use that interwebs thing. Go to hennepinhealthcare.org. Hennepinhealthcare is all one word, .org. And you can... um, uh, look for physical therapy as well on there. Okay, that's sort of a, a little bit of the background about you and all. Let's start talking about some of the conditions that you see. And I thought maybe we'd start with you, Dr. Stagora, about um, women's physical therapy. Yeah. Tell us more about the special your specialty practice and 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 what you can offer to women. Yeah. So I see mostly women, and but we do have a couple of colleagues that also see men as well. So. If there are any pelvic issues in male or female, we can see both of those patients. Um, So I see women who are pregnant or have recently had a baby, and we work on checking the pelvic floor, which includes the vaginal muscles, to see if there's any dysfunction after childbirth. And I see a lot of women at that time of childbirth, and then there's kind of a little gap where you don't see a lot of people, and then you see people come back again after they hit menopause. So those hormonal effects of changing estrogen really impact women, and that's when I see a lot of women, again, where incontinence starts to become an issue. So one of the um, things that we do is we do a comprehensive evaluation of what the patient is eating, what their um, 
histories are as far as when they're voiding, things like that. And then we do a comprehensive physical examination. So checking, you know, their hips, back, things like that. But then also internally checking vaginal muscles to see where deficits might be. I was going to ask you how you do that because it's it seems a little more intuitively clear, I guess, my shoulder hurts. So you can, you can you know, do shoulder muscle movements and range mm-hmm. of motions and you can evaluate every muscle individually. It's maybe not as crystal clear to listeners – how you know? Yeah, I'm leaking urine. I had four children, um, yes. <laughs> yep. and that was a few years ago. And now I'm leaking urine. How do you examine that? You look yeah. at hip and back and, and yeah, like everything is connected, and that's the big part of physical therapy is really looking at the person as a whole and evaluating them from top to bottom to see where dysfunction might lie. And then specifically with women's health. We do an internal pelvic exam similar to a pap smear but without speculums or anything. And it's almost like the – do you remember the the uh, physical performance test that you had to do in high school? Like the, the presidential Eastern, physical yes, fitness thing? Yes, It's kind of like – You're going to bring me back some very traumatic memories if we have to talk about all the sit-ups I could not do yeah. in high school. Were you a big V-sit and reach guy? You seemed like maybe <laughs> that was your strength. Like. <laughs> Flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so we basically do a little performance test of the pelvic floor. So we're looking at how long can you hold your bladder muscles? How long can, how powerful are they? Can they contract when you have to cough or sneeze? We're going to come back and talk more with Dr. Bestagora and Dr. Kelly Retman, two doctors of physical therapy at Hennepin Healthcare, about physical therapy needs. We're right now talking about women's pelvic um, 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 needs. And so when we come back from the break, we will uh, carry on with that. Thank you. Very good. We'll take this break. 651-989-9226 is the phone number. But if you want to send a text, 81807. We're getting those already. 81807. In the Twin Cities, 27 degrees. Uh, heading for a 36, going to be a breezy day today. And good morning. Welcome back to uh, Healthy Matters this morning. We're talking about physical therapy. We uh, accept your phone calls and text messages, getting a bunch of text messages. A lot of folks, that is an easier method. 81807 or call us 651-989-9226. Here again is Dr. Hilden. Thank you, Danny. Um, Dr. Segar, let's talk. Let's go back to what we're talking about, women's um, physical therapy. And you talked about how you uh, evaluate women for incontinence and the like. Um, particularly around the time of pregnancy and then postmenopausal, mm-hmm. what do, what are the treatment programs like? What can you offer to help women who are struggling with incontinence issues? Yeah, and I know we've gotten a couple of callers asking about some issues that they've been having um, with bladders and prolapses and things like that. And so each person who's evaluated in women's health physical therapy is going to have a little bit of a different treatment plan. So. After you do the evaluation and check the muscles and tissue and check for prolapses, you want to check and make sure that... What's the, a prolapse? So, yeah, the whenever tissue is um, not in the place that it's supposed to be, basically, that you want your bladder and your uterus and your cervix and your rectal tissue to all be... Where it's supposed to be. In a, so in if its, it's heading south? <laughs> Once it starts uh, heading a little bit south, whether it's a little bit south or a lot south. Yeah. Um, so we can see that on internal examination, and we actually test for that with coughing and pushing. And so we, when we find those things, then those things are treated accordingly. So whether that's conservative, and that's what we do, with 
exercise. So you would be prescribed exercises based on those findings. So whether it's contractions of your pelvic floor, some people actually require relaxation of their pelvic floor, that their muscles are too tight. Just like if you have tension in your shoulders and you're really tight, then you'd want to do stretches. Get out, really? Yeah. Yeah. So you can have knots even within your pelvic floor. Is Kegel exercise a thing? That is a thing, yeah. yeah. So it basically refers to muscular contraction. And so people, um, you know, I have a lot of patients that come in and they are doing, you know, 500 squeezes and um, squeezing for five minutes at a time. And so it's great that people are trying things. And once you come into physical therapy, we can figure out how much strength you actually have to be able to do those exercises. So you can teach people how to do those. Yeah. I mean, when you go running, we're not going to all start running five miles to begin with. Everybody should start at their own pace where they're at. And it's the same with the pelvic floor as well. Before we get on to a little bit more, we're going to talk about some orthopedic topics and the like and a couple other things. But one texter kind of um, talks about just how do you get in to see one of you? Um, And the question is, do you need a referral from your doctor or can you just go in? What is your experience? That's probably based a little bit on your insurance plan. But in general, if someone listening right now wants to go, can they just come see you? That's a great question. Um, Actually, in the state of Minnesota, physical therapists have uh, direct access, meaning uh, you you should be able to just go see a physical therapist first. Um, and that does vary on your insurance, yes. And um, at Hennepin Healthcare right now, you you still need a provider's referral to come see us in the clinic. Okay, so and if you want to do that, 612-873-6963 is how you get into our physical therapy. That's sort of the front door um, phone number to call. We're talking with Dr. Bestagora and Dr. Kelly Repman about physical therapy issues. Um, I'm going to go a little bit before the break to the to the text line. There's a few things that are related. And then after the break, we're going to kind of focus a little bit more on orthopedics things. But um, there was one about this one. I had... I get the urge to pee but can't. Mm-hmm. Could that be a prolapsed uterus or the urge to urinate but you can't? Could you comment on that? Ben? Yeah. So there are a couple different reasons why that could happen. And that is exactly why it's important to have a comprehensive internal examination done to see if there is any prolapsed tissue. Maybe the bladder is prolapsed and that's ha- – it just pushes down a little bit. Yeah, then that's why you're having difficulty with emptying the bladder. It might be tightness within the pelvic floor. So the muscles are too tight because they do have to relax in order for you to void urine. So working with your physical therapist, they can help you to decide that. One little trick with that is um, when you sit down to void, try to initially void and then when you're after you feel like you're done you want to do a little wiggle forward backward side to side and then sometimes that can help you to void additional urine too and for trick. listeners um she did demonstrate the wiggle yep yeah, a little <laughs> let's go to the phone lines could we sure let's do that we have time before the break uh, lois is calling in from uh, new hope lois go ahead we're all listening hi um i'm 79 and a half um i had heard many years ago about years ago about the Kegel um, exercise for the being incontinent, incontinent when you get older. I have been doing it every night, about 15 of them. Um, maybe skip once a month or something like that. I have no problem with the um, incontinency 
after doing those exercises, and I will keep those up. Um, and no urge, whatever, it goes, you know, urinate, and then I'm done, and whatever. So those exercises are so important. And like I said, I do, but 12 to 15 a night before I go to sleep. Um, and it is better that way. Some people say they do it when they're reading or whatever, but whatever makes anyone comfortable. That's you know, an impressive regimen, Lois. Wow, Lois, I am so impressed. And congratulations on the 79 and a half. That, that is impressive as well. So is that a is that a typical thing? Now, so Lois does it every night. Is that a good time to do your Kegel exercises? Yeah, you should know, we all be doing that, Lois? It sounds like you really made that part of your routine, and that's what's really important with the pelvic floor exercises. If if you are supposed to be doing strengthening exercises, it's really important to build them into something that you already do. So I have a lot of patients who will do them as they brush their teeth. They will do their contractions when they're stopped at a red light. Um, things that they're already doing in their day to help make it a habit. And it sounds like it's really worked out for you. And pelvic floor exercises are effective in in about 86% of people who do those exercises. They can help to decrease incontinence at some level. That's terrific. Lois, thank you for your call. Um, we're gonna, we've been talking about women's physical therapy here, um, mostly in this first half. We're going to talk a lot more about some orthopedic things in the second half of the show. We're also going to talk a little bit about vestibular. You're thinking, what's a vestibule? Isn't that like the foyer in my house? No, we've got a, we're going to talk about vestibular issues. We're going to talk about how to stay on balance and falls and what you might do about that, particularly in this icy weather. So you're going to want to stay tuned. And if you're waiting on the phone lines, please wait. We will get to you after the break. And if you need a physical therapist or maybe need a primary care doctor. Yeah, here's that number. It's 612-873-6963. I wish you guys could see the physical therapy gym. I've actually been in here, and, and some of these characters in the studio with me actually put me into some of the equipment there, and I've tried it out. So, um, is there any video? Oh, there, there there might there actually is. be They're some saying, video. Yeah. I'm in some harness, falling down, and Kelly's got me in some getup, and it's what they. But it's actually state of the art. It is literally state of the art, um, accompanied by one of the best group of uh, physical therapists in town. So, if you need to see somebody, it's six one two. We have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. In the Twin Cities, 27 degrees. Radio.com. Radio.com. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. Before we throw it back to uh, Dr. David Hilden, let me give you our phone number and the text number, and we'll get to those, uh, both of those in just a moment. 651 989-9226. A line is open. You can use it or send us a text, 81807. Here again is your host, Dr. David Hilden. Thank you, Denny, and thank you, everybody, for listening this morning. I hope you're having a good 2019 um, as far as we are into it. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. We're talking about physical therapy today um, with uh, Beth Stagora and Kelly Rettman. They are two doctors of physical therapy at Hennepin Healthcare. And we've had a good talk in the first half of the show about women's pelvic um, uh, physical therapy needs, incontinence, and issues like that. And now we're going to kind of shift a little bit into orthopedic things, so things about your joints and the like. Uh, we'll do that in the second half of the show. I do want to alert listeners that who have been following the MyHealthyMatters.org website, which is the blog site associated with the show. 
Um, thank you for your loyal followership. Um, I haven't written anything for a couple of months on an intentional break, but I'm going to restart that now in the new year. And my next post will likely be about the very things we're talking about today. I will put some comments up about our physical therapy topics. So you're going to want to check that out. It's at myhealthymatters.org. And also you can get podcasts of previous shows. The podcasts are condensed versions of the show. You can download it to your phone, your tablet, your computer. You can listen to it in your car. You can go to iTunes. We're on there. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can download it. Easiest way to do it is to go to myhealthymatters.org. Click the link that says listen to podcasts, and that will take you directly to the WCCO podcast site. So that's a little bit of business. Um, We're going to talk about some orthopedic things. I think we're going to start with the feet. And the reason I want to do that is because I think we have somebody on the phone uh, with a question about that. All right. Uh, Pete, you're calling in from Robbinsdale. Pete, what is your question, please? Well, I uh, developed uh, plantar fasciitis, and it isn't bothering me as much as it was. I've been doing some exercises, but now it's moving up into my thigh, or it's causing, or I think has caused, pains in my thigh and in my back. I just can't seem to get on top of this, this fasciitis. Okay, let's talk about that. There is another text message that says, what is the magic therapy for plantar fasciitis? So um, can one of you, uh, do you want to handle that one, Kelly? Absolutely. Uh, I don't think there is any magic you know, treatment specifically for plantar fasciitis. I think it's important that you um, see a physical therapist so that you can fully get uh, evaluated from you know, bottom up, we we assess the foot and ankle, but we also kind of go up to the knee and hip too because sometimes if you have foot pain, it might not be from the plantar fascia. You might have pain that actually originates from the back and is coming downwards. So, um, And that's what Pete said. He's got back pain yeah, and leg pain and the whole thing. It certainly could have resulted, you know, from impaired walking from the foot pain. It kind of could cause more stress on the joints above. So, um, I'd get yourself into a physical therapist and they can kind of see where it's coming from. Pete, you're not alone. I get a lot of calls on this show and in my practice about people with plantar fasciitis. It's going to be agony. It's going to really hurt. For listeners who aren't sure what that is, that's pain on the soles of your feet and the arch, and then you're, it's primarily heel pain, and it can be lower like a, around your Achilles tendon pain. Your plantar fascia is that's tough ligament that makes up the the arch of your foot and in your heel. And so that's why we're talking about, is it just the foot or does it go up higher? So Pete, I would. I'd go see a physical therapist. I think that's a great idea. Um, what I wouldn't recommend is that you go and immediately see a surgeon or something. People tell me that all the time. Do I need a surgery? And I go, no, you don't need a surgery. So um, uh, you can try some medications. You can try some exercises. But a better way to go is to see a therapist and, and um, see if they can't give you some good um, – you know, scientifically based on exercises to try. Now, I'm going to shift to um, the knee, and I'm going to use this text message about somebody who had an ACL. And we've all heard about ACLs, mostly when a Minnesota Viking or something, somebody hurt their knee, but it's a common injury. It stands for your anterior cruciate ligament. So here's the question. It said, I had ACL reconstructive surgery six weeks ago. My rehab is going well, but my patellar tendon is very sore and makes it hard to walk. Is this normal? What can I do to relieve the pain? Thanks. You want to take that? Sure. Uh, soreness to the point where, where you can't walk doesn't, doesn't seem normal to me. Um, that being said, after surgery, when you're, when you're starting exercises, especially for you know an ACL repair or reconstruction, rather, um, you're, you're going to have soreness in the knee and swelling and kind of uh, limits your ability to 
to move the knee, but if it, it's painful enough to where you can't walk, I probably would go back to your therapist and see if there's something that you might be doing wrong. What about after knee replacement? Do you see people who have had their knee replaced and then and then do physical therapy? Absolutely. Um, I, I see people that have their knee replaced all the time. Um, that's That can be a very painful painful surgery and painful recovery, and I often tell my patients that, that it's probably not going to feel better for, you know, upwards of six months to a year. Sometimes people have pain with their knee replacements up till two years. Um, but Well, you're just the bearer of great I news. Know. <laughs> um, I know, I know. I, I, I tell people, you know, stick with it. It, it, it does get better eventually. Um, it, knee replacements are a tough one, but the exercises are are very important. And it's the same thing with the ACL that um, that the, the texter had. You know, that's in your knee, um, and it keeps your knee stable. But um, the human body is meant to move. Mm-hmm. It is meant to move. And so I think what you don't want to do is sit around on the couch and watch, you know, uh, TV all day long after you've had your surgeries done. It's important to get out there. But I, I get what this texter is saying. You know, it gets sore, you know, and it hurts. And, and as you have just said, that's not uncommon. So don't feel bad that your knee is still sore six weeks out after surgery. Um, but do get into somebody and make sure that you're doing safe and appropriate exercises. You know, I wouldn't recommend right after surgery, you know, running a marathon. But I, I talked to one of my surgeon friends about after knee surgery, and I said, you guys are just cruel. Don't people get to ever, like, rest? And they go, no, we want them up the day of their surgery, mm-hmm. the day after their surgery. They want you up and moving. So I hope um, that texter is getting a um, – uh, a good physical therapist. That's a really good idea to do. Um, what about this one about generalized pain? This texter says, I have intense and generalized pain in my legs, shoulders, and arms. The doctors I've seen suspect fibromyalgia. How is it diagnosed and what treatments such as PTN medications are recommended along with physical activity? Does somebody want to handle generalized body pain along the lines of fibromyalgia? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's great that you're going in and getting – comprehensive evaluation done to help rule things in and out. Because if you have generalized body pain everywhere, you want to make sure there's not some other underlying cause, um, something systemic that might be going on. And you had mentioned that fibromyalgia might be the cause of this. And so movement is actually a really great thing for fibromyalgia. Although patients who aren't used to movement who have fibromyalgia tend to get pain from movement. So a really easy way to start off is in a warm pool and doing movement in a warm pool for fibromyalgia. And and that also feels good for a lot of people who have, say, joint pain. If you have some knee arthritis or hip arthritis, getting in water and doing exercise is a great way to ease into an an exercise program. And we're all, you know, this is New Year's and it's a time of resolution. So starting to be active like that can be... A great venue. Here's a question about about desks. Literally, their desks. They're, they're all the rage now. Um, the standing desks. So, what? Any thoughts on adjustable height or standing computer desks? Is that a good idea to be standing? Anybody have yeah, thoughts on that? Absolutely. Actually, there are multiple articles and research out now that show that sitting at a desk is the new smoking. Mm-hmm. That sitting at your desk decreases your years of life, and so. If you're, you can have your employer do an ergonomics assessment of your workplace station, and they can make specific recommendations based on your height, weight, body type, things like that. 
in my division at at Hennepin at the hospital, we have all standing desks now for our people. And a lot, I got to say, it was a lot of the younger physicians and and nurse practitioners who are who are they're all standing there. And then some of us who have been around a while say, oh, "Geez, what's going on with that?" And and they and they look at me and they roll their eyes and go, "Because it's healthier to be standing." But one told me that if you have bad posture. It's that's not great. So if like you're do like I do and you're slumping and you're leaning on one leg and you're twisting your hip around, that's not as good. That it's a good idea to stand upright, use good posture, you know, have your pelvis straight. But I have heard that as well that it's sort of like the new, um, the new smoking. So to that texter, I think you've got three resounding endorsements from the three of us here. It's probably a great thing if you can stand at your desk. And we're standing these days for yeah, the last the, couple of at years. At the radio station, yeah. the, the desks were raised a few years ago for a while there. I think you guys just put them on some phone books, but now they look great. You got them on <laughs> right. there. I'm standing right now. Necessity was the mother of invention back then. <laughs> i tell you what, let's get to the phones. We have callers. We have texters. Catherine is calling in uh, from Blaine. Thanks for waiting, Catherine. What's your question? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, I was, I had a diagnosis of uh, supraspinatus tear. It's chronic. It's not acute. And I'm just, I, I guess I really am trying to stay away from surgery. Um, is there, I mean, I know physical therapy, but certain ex- exercises, can you just strengthen those muscles around that tear and not have surgery for it? That's a great question. And so um, what she's talking about is one of the four muscles of your rotator cuff. If I remember anatomy, which was a couple of years ago, the supraspinatus muscle is one of the four muscles that allow you to throw a baseball and have a shoulder that moves. Does somebody want to tackle her question? Absolutely. The supraspinatus is, um, is a very common muscle in the rotator cuff that you, that you see tears in. And we see patients all the time that are sent up from the orthopedic clinic um, that... They don't want surgery. They want to avoid surgery. So some of the things that we look at, we, we do some specific manual muscle tests to see where, where the weakness is, and we, try, we definitely do try and strengthen around it, specifically the muscles in the back of the shoulder and the um, shoulder blade. Those are the muscles that are really important in stabilizing the shoulder. So if you can strengthen those, it can help take some pressure and strain off of the shoulder itself. I'm a huge fan um, um, of PT for rotator cuffs things. So I think it's a the thing you should do. It would be my number one recommendation. Thank you for your call. I think we need a break. Just a quick one. Yes, so we'll uh, take this quick break and be right back uh, on the other side with more Healthy Matters. In the Twin Cities Overcast, it's 28 degrees. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. We're talking about physical therapy today, answering your questions via phone and text as usual. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Doug is calling from St. Paul, I believe. Doug, what is your question, please? Well, I'm, it's more of a comment than a question. Uh, a little over two years ago, I had bilateral knee replacement and uh, both of them at the same time, which probably is not normal. But I wanted to emphasize how important the physical therapy was for me. Uh, The physical therapist was in in my room at Methodist uh, two and a half hours after the time I came out of recovery. They had me up walking across the room, sitting in a chair, and I used the swimming pool, reverse wave pool uh, at, uh, at the Y and walk into it. It helps my balance. It strengthens me. It gives me um, uh, aerob- uh, anaerobic type things. And I can't emphasize too much. You got to stay with it because I still have some pain. But I will tell you that it makes a huge difference if you get in that warm water. Uh, one of your docs said uh, warm water. I'll tell you, the sooner you get in that water and start moving and get that pressure on there, 
the quicker you're going to heal. Doug, thank you. And so there's, a, I think, a ringing endorsement. So after, after any surgery, you, should get, you have to stick with it. I think you touched on a lot of really important things there, Doug, that uh, physical therapy right away in any joint replacements um, is definitely key to quicker success. And so that's great that they had you up and moving right away. And, uh, you know, knee replacements, people think that it's just going to kind of fix the problem. But you really want, in order to make that new joint work well, you want to get everything strengthened or stretched out around that new joint to really make it last as long as you can and to have it be as efficient and pain-free as possible. And then it was great how you, you talked about balance. And so one of the things that's really important with in physical therapy is working on balance. So after a joint replacement, you have new hardware in the knee, and it's, you know, a bionic knee. It's something something different. And so your body needs to get used to moving and balancing on that new joint. And so physical therapy after a, a joint replacement is really important. But balance is a, a great way to prevent falls, balance training in physical therapy. And so that's something, if you have any concerns about your balance, going to a physical therapist is really important. Here's a question about that topic. It's not after a replacement, but it's after stroke. And so I'm going to read this question from a texter. It says, after two minor strokes, I was sent to physical therapy to do a number of balance tests and exercises followed by blood pressure. Why is physical therapy needed? Balance after a stroke, I guess, Mm -hmm. is that topic. Balance after a stroke is really important important because you you have muscle imbalances and weaknesses and a lot of times on one side of the body. So you really want to prevent prevent falls. Um, at at Hennepin Healthcare, we have a number of, of neurologic specialists that that's, that specialize in treatment after a stroke. But we also have some state of the uh, state of the art equipment that that we actually put you in, Dr. Sheldon. Um, the zero G is something that uh, that we have at our facility. It's it's um, it helps with. Uh, training, balance training, and getting people up and walking a little bit more normally. Um, and we're one of uh, a handful of clinics that have it in the state of Minnesota. Zero G. So, so can I yeah. like join NASA next? Am I ready to go? It's, I think that's your next. Is that my next step? Yeah. yeah, I think it might be. <laughs> Once so, these kids are out of college, yeah, I yeah. got, I got, I'll dig up the video about the zero G machine that you did with me, Kelly. And and I'll put it on myhealthymatters.org. You know, it's already on the hospital's website somewhere. And they let me do stuff um, at the hospital. So I'll 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 find that one. Um, it was fascinating. When you go into our physical therapy gym, first of all, it's Florida ceiling windows. It overlooks downtown Minneapolis. You get a view of the skyline and it's beautifully done and it has all this techie equipment in there. So tell describe what the zero machine is it's, it's it's basically a harnessed it's harnessed to a, a robot on the ceiling and it offloads some of your body weight and it creates a safe space for balance training so if you have someone that's having difficulties with transfers say sit to stand transfers or floor to stand transfers and you don't feel that they're safe to try it on their own you can hook them into this harness and offload some of their body weight to help kind of train them um back to doing it on their own. Is that what you also are doing with parallel bars? So what do you, you – know, there's parallel bars in there, and I always think of, okay, the zero G is going to prepare you for a rocket launch, and then you got parallel bars so you can be on the Olympic team. Is that the deal? Parallel bars are just a, a more sturdy walker, basically. Oh. Yeah. 
So it's all to help people walk. Absolutely, yeah. So we have this zero G. And you also, we have running out of time, but I wanted to say you also work with kids. I do, yes. So do you put them in that thing? We, we do have a zero G machine in our pediatric gym, which is full of all sorts of fun toys. And that's separate from the adult one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You guys have the, for our listening, it's awesome. If you have a child, we have experts in pediatric physical therapy as well with state-of-the-art equipment and um, therapists there as well. Um, for more information about that, I will put, uh, put it up on myhealthymatters.org, and you're going to want to check that out. We, uh, we mentioned, or you mentioned, Dr. Repman, earlier in the show, the word vestibular. Could you, in 60 seconds, talk about what vestibular physical therapy is about? The vestibular system is basically the, the inner ear, and it, it's one of the components that, that helps with balance, and it's one of the reasons why some, someone may feel dizzy. So you hear the word vertigo a lot, and dizziness is one of the most common reasons that, that people visit their, their provider, or, or the ER, rather, the end um, getting in to see a therapist, they can do different different movements with your head and assess, you know, is is this the dizziness coming from your inner ear? And if it if it is, it's actually relatively easy to treat with a certain series of movements. Does it make you more dizzy when you're sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, a lot of people don't know that there are subspecialties of physical therapy, and we have we have um, specialists in this as well. Dizziness, I think, is somewhere in the top few causes of visits to to the medical system and emergency departments. And it might be a great choice for you, listeners, if you're having some dizziness issues that, that is attributable to your inner ear. Uh, I'm, I'm always fascinated about that. We need better uh, treatments. And it turns out we do have something that's pretty good that not as many people use as they should, and that would be vestibular physical therapy. Um, we have a – do we have any more time? We have about 60 seconds. Okay, because there's a lot of text here, and I'm, I'm – uh, Trying to get through some of them. Here's one that says, my arms fall asleep at night, but after I sit up and hang my arms straight down, it goes right away. If I pull my shoulder joint away from my body as I'm lying down, it goes away. Any ideas about that when your arms are – could that be something you'd work with? Somebody has numbness in their arms? Uh, it- it could be if it's if it's. I'm getting quizzical looks from yeah. our, our our doctors over here. <laughs> it could be if it's if there is some nerves that are being compressed, so that can cause numbness in the arms. That's something that we could assess if and treat. And okay. Blood flow issues yeah, too. Could... So you'd want to get a definitely get that checked out. Okay, I'm going to end with one text message. It says, uh, "I am a huge believer in PT. I am 75 and have been doing back exercises for 15 years after a major infection and laminectomy. Now I've added foot and leg exercises. I am active and good to go thanks to PT." That's from Lynn and Shoreview. Thanks a million, Lynn. Way to go, Thank you Lynn. both of you awesome. for being on the show. We're out of time. And next week is going to be an open line show, I believe, right? It is an open line show next week. Check us out at myhealthymatters.org for more on PT. And stay with us here on News Talk 830 WCCU. Your money is coming straight ahead. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.